This is Cooking with Bruce and Mark, and I'm Mark Scarborough. And I'm Bruce Weinstein. Every week we talk about food, recipes, appliances, and tips that make cooking more fun and delicious. Okay, so today's episode's a little different. Often we're cooking in the kitchen, and we're doing it along as we're podcasting, which involves a lot of mic cords in hot water. But um, uh, today we're going to do something different. Uh, We're going to talk about the Instant Pot. And not just the Instant Pot. We're going to talk about what people have questions about. I don't want to say what they do wrong because it's a lot of things that people just don't know. I should say right up front that part of the reason we're doing this just to be completely self-promotional is that we have a new book out, The Instant Pot Bible, and it is the only cookbook written for every model of the pot. So it's cross-functional across all models. So all buttons are covered. Um, And it's one of the only cookbooks out there that actually lets you slow cook and pressure cook many of the recipes. Not a third of the recipes are fast or slow. But what Mark didn't say is that every recipe also tells you whether it's good for a three-quarter, six-quarter, or eight-quarter. That's right. And every recipe is sized out. There are a few that you can't do in the three-quart, and there are a couple that we suggest you not make it an eight quart but but uh, there are 350 recipes and uh, honestly most of them are sized out for three six and eight quart pots okay so what we've done today is we have pulled uh 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 questions right out of the facebook instapop group right you know there are a million and a half people in this facebook instapop group and people are posting recipes and pictures but they also post Questions. A lot of people right. aren't sure what to do or did they do something wrong. Right. So the we kind of think these are some pretty frequently asked questions. And look, these are real. We did not make these up. No, we, we, we pulled these off of Facebook not 20 minutes ago. Okay, so, great. The first one was, so this is my first time doing yogurt in my IP. And the time is almost done. And I just realized I forgot to put the anti-block shield on the lid. Is my yogurt ruined? Are we saying who this is from? Well, this was Jane with a Y. We're not not going to give last names. But Jane wants to know about the yogurt and the shield in the lid. So the answer to Jane is no, it's not ruined. And let me tell you what that anti-block shield is. Now, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, look at the underside of your lid, take the lid off, and you're going to see a little circular cage-like thing that sits right over your float valve okay and that protects your float valve from getting blocked up with food and gunk when you're going under pressure is the technical culinary it is now if you forget to put it on when you're cooking things at high pressure you're going to have to be careful stuff might get stuck around the silicon seal of your float valve and it might not work properly but in making yogurt you never go to high pressure so your yogurt's not ruined and your instant pot's not ruined just Put that back on. And, you know, every time you clean the lid and you take the silicone gasket out and clean it, right. which I hope you're doing, yep. you should take this little uh, this shield off, too, and clean it and put it back as well. Right. You can clean all that up, yeah. right? And we're specifically talking here about gunk from, like, wheat berries and beans and foamy stuff. And right? meat fat, too. And meat fats, right? All that stuff that can come up to the top under pressure. The culinary term is gunk. Correct. I already said that. Okay, so Kimberly's question that we pulled off the web was, does the Instant Pot slow cooker option cook the same way as a slow cooker? And the answer, Kimberly, is yes. And no. And no. But yes (laughs) is the easy answer. The yes answer is so. You have to not engage the pressure function 
you have to make sure that your pressure valve is actually open rather than closed. And let me tell you that the first time I worked with this, I got scared and said, but it's all going to boil away. I don't know why I thought that <laughs> all would boil away inside of the Instapot, but it does not no. boil away. But you have to keep it open. Otherwise, slowly over six hours, the pot's going to come to pressure. Yeah. Now, that's the yes. The no part is that I was told by Robert Wang, who invented Instant Pot and owns a company, that the newer models, the um, slow cooker setting is only going to cook at a high temperature. So it's right. going to only cook as if you were using your crock pot on high, not right. on low. If you have an older model of Instant Pot, you can use it on the low setting and it'll cook just like your old-fashioned slow cooker. If you have a newer model, and I cannot tell you which they are because he was not clear about that, but going forward in the future, all the new models will only cook on high. Just to say, and I just want to insert here, just to say, if you have a really old crock pot, you know that it cooks at a much lower temperature than the new ones. And that's because USDA rules change. And there was this question about food safety and some of the old Old cookbooks, crockpots cook super low at like 143. Ooh, salmonella temperatures, nice. right? Just right above salmonella kill point. Yeah. Um, now most of them cook near 180 and even 200. And this is in a bid for food safety. But you should know that newer models of the Instant Pot will always cook on the super high range of this. So if you're using a crock pot book to cook in your Instant Pot or a slow cooker book, Bruce and I wrote a big slow cooker book. And if you're using recipes from that book to cook in the Instant Pot, you always have to set it. Just think that you're setting it on high. Right. Okay. This question coming up is from Kathy. And I love this question. She asked if there's a preset to have the ip start cooking when she's at work is that an option so the answer is some models do the newer models do it's called delay start right so you set the thing to go at whatever time you want the cook and then you could delay the start of the cook time right but there are problems with that aren't well there? there are problems i mean that's okay if let's say you're like me and you have two crazy collies as we do and so you want to set your machine up and then you want to take your collies out for a let's say a 30 minute walk and come back and when you come back the machine's ready to go you can do that right and that nothing's going to happen but if you can't put i should say you can't put um, raw chicken or ground beef in there at eight in the morning and then expect it to go off at five o'clock and mm. have food safety. That issues. means you've had raw chicken at room temperature right. all day. And I hear the question, well, what if I put the chicken breast in frozen Yikes. and then put the sauce? The problem with that is it takes different times for different things to thaw. And you, it could be a half an hour, it could be four hours. And what happens if you got delayed at work or what happens if you got yeah. stuck? And the same problem with these delays is a problem with um, releases. So you right. can't cook anything that needs a quick release that way because right. you're not you may not be there. Right. You just you, you have to think about this quick with this delay function as a kind of just convenience for I don't know. I want to set my IP up and then I want to hurry upstairs and clean the bathroom before my mother-in-law shows up for dinner. And so, you know, by the time I come back downstairs, the thing will have started. The bathroom will be clean. Mother-in-law will have arrived and she'll have hot food, right? And yeah, it's, a, it's a slight convenience. And you're item. talking about, you know, a vegetable chili or you're right. talking Easier. about, you know, things like that. Those could even yeah. delay longer. Yeah, you but, could delay that for a couple hours. Chicken breasts and ground beef and all that's right. scary. Okay. okay, so another question came uh, in the Facebook group from Amanda and she says, has anyone cooked a frozen turkey? 
turkey and if how, uh, if anyone has how many minutes per pound and um i this i just this this is going to sound really fuzzy for me so please forgive me for this but i just want to take this as a moment to say not everything i know god help me don't kill me not everything should be cooked in an instant pot no yeah well okay i agree with don't you don't kill with that. me don't don't shoot me don't i have seen people put a standing rib roast in an instant pot that's a waste of 90 dollars. yes it'll make it tender and falling right. off the bone but you could do the same thing with short ribs which cost yes. six dollars a pound instead of 26 dollars. yes a pound. and a frozen turkey the problem with it is first of all i don't know how big your instant pot is <laughs> 28 <right>? gallons <laughs> i mean <laughs> these frozen turkeys can be big first of all and secondly um, it's going to get done at such crazy amounts of time. I mean, the breast is going to, because it's frozen and you put it in there, it is going to, the breast is going to get way over soggy before the thighs are even close to being done. Yeah. And let's just face it, right? You can put a frozen turkey right in the oven and roast it. Yep, you can. Um, in fact, that technique is in a book Mark and I wrote called The Kitchen Shortcut Bible, which is full of ideas for things to do to help make food quicker and better right. when you can't use the instant right. we have a whole We have whole sections in that book about cooking straight out of the freezer, taking chicken breast straight out of the freezer. In and, a safe way. Yeah, and making dinner with frozen right. chicken breast. But a whole turkey is just going to be gummy in parts, and it's going to be overdone, yeah. and it's going to be underdone. It's going to be in a weird position. All right, so Trina writes, Hi, everyone, quick question. And then there were five question marks. So uh -oh. how quick is it going to be? Uh -oh. I made my very first attempt at making a cheesecake using my IP Ultra 60. Everything seemed to be going good until I heard it beep and it showed the burn sign. Which Has anyone experienced this happening? Emoji. So the burn thing is what happens when something inside the pot burns. Right. Now, I did not get a chance to talk to Trina, but I'm going to address this problem in general. Most likely what happened was she didn't have enough water yep. in the bottom of the pot. Yep. And during the cooking time of the cheesecake, the water went away. It evaporated, yep. it got absorbed into yep. the cake, it just rose off the bottom yep. and it formed a mist inside, but the bottom of the pan got dry enough to have the burn come on. Let me also say that there is anecdotal evidence, and I only see this because I see it in the Facebook group, and I would I do not have confirmation what I'm about to tell you from Instant Pot. But let me say that certain people claim that the Ultra heats up higher faster than some other models. So the, in other words, some people say, I've got to put more water in my Ultra to keep it from scorching mm -hmm. or more broth. I don't know that that's true, but I honestly see a lot of that in the Facebook group. We groups. have both models. I personally haven't found that, but I'm going to take everyone at their word, and it might be with yeah. some and others. Now, I have heard this problem with some other people before, and here's another. Uh, someone someone put up last week, they were making little egg custards, and they yeah. stacked up their custard cups, and they kept getting the burn notice, and they kept trying it over and over. And it turned out that rather than putting the water in the insert, they put an extra custard cup of water. That's not the way it works. The water goes in the bottom of the insert right. to create steam to cause pressure. So, Trina, if you're listening, chances are you just didn't have enough water. Yeah, I know. It seems really weird, right? I mean, it seems like water's water, water, right? But unfortunately, that bottom of that metal insert is sitting on the heating element, and that's really what's going to bring up the boil. And those custard cups are going to be sitting way above the heating element, and they're going to just kind of be an ambient steam. Well, in this case, not even steam because there's not any water in the right. bottom of the pot. Okay, so on 
on the Facebook group, Martin writes, I put cold water in my Instant Pot with no liner. What to do? Well, Martin, <laughs> um, I think that what to do is to buy a new Instant Pot. Um, have you turned it on? Unfortunately, you can't put water in the Instant Pot without the liner. You're now putting water on the electronics, yep. on the heating pad. Uh, you can you can really run into problems. Take later. comfort, Martin, that you are not the only person that has done this. No, nope. I see posts about this at least twice a week, it's maybe true. three times a week. It's true. People do it. Um, they don't realize they're new to the machine. That, as Mark said, the water goes in the insert, not into the machine itself. Let me say, and I'm going to pump somebody else here and push somebody else here. But if you're listening to this podcast and you have an instant pot, do go check out Jill Nusenow's video. Jill Nusenow, N-U-S-S-I-N-O-W. She's a vegan cookbook writer, an excellent writer. And she has a great video about like how, literally how to take your Instant Pot out of the box and what to do for when you open the box, what to expect and how to take it out. And honestly, I would watch Jill's video because it's really informative and it's really complete about just here's my box and I'm going to open it and what am I going to do now? So just Google that. Google Jill Newsom yeah. now, how to use yeah. my Instant She's Pot. She's on the it. Facebook Instant oh, Pot group great. too and you can find her on there. Okay. So Jody... Had a question too. Jody says, I've never used mine yet, but can it be used to keep food warm at a party like a crock pot? And the answer is it can because it has a keep warm setting. Now to use the keep warm setting on some models, you actually have to have it use the cook setting first so you could set it for one minute and no pressure, build up anything. Um, and then it can stay on keep warm. Some of it's limited for how long it'll stay warm. Some of the models have different times right. that it could stay warm. But it keeps it warm at 140 degrees, which is a perfectly safe temperature. So the answer, Jody, is yeah, you can do that. You can. And I think that you should remember, too, while it is really nice to be able to keep things warm. And I want to come back to this slow cooker thing for just a second. while Because uh, this is going to relate to slow cookers. Well, it is really... Uh, great to keep things warm. Remember, things are going to get softer. Potatoes are going to get mushier. Uh, carrots and parsnips are going to get mushier. If you like that, that's great. But as it sits on keep warm, it's basically at a low cook. I mean, a very, very low cook at that point. Even though that is true, it's also good, though, right, for chili. Yeah. Or totally. soup or stews. Yeah, yeah totally. you just certain things that you want to have a nice tooth to it. And you know. So while we're on this, I just want to remind everyone that while there's a lot of talk about how to cook frozen fare under pressure in the IP, I just want to remind you that if you're using the IP on the slow cook function, you you really ought not to cook frozen food on a slow cooker function. Like don't put frozen pork chops no. into a slow cooker. I know there's 800 internet recipes about this, but believe it or not, that is the best way to get bad stomach bugs boiling in there. And even after it comes up to a proper high temperature and you might actually kill those bugs, unfortunately their um, toxins are left behind. Yeah, poop. <laughs> their poop is left behind and you can get just as sick from that. So really What does a single cell organism's poop look like anyway? <laughs> it's well, smaller than a single cell. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you do not. You're speaking viral now. I'm speaking bacteria, which may be more than a single cell. But you, you, we just do. You just do not want 
to uh, cook f- uh, frozen food on a slow no. cook function. It's real, the USDA tells you not to. I know there's a thousand internet people who are doing it, but it really, it's it's dangerous. Know that you're taking a risk. Right. Okay. So um, Neen writes on the Facebook group that she wants to know if an eight quart cooker takes longer to come to pressure than a six quart and boy that's a loaded that is a loaded question that based on physics the answer is yes yeah because the eight quart cooker has larger interior volume yeah therefore it's going to take longer to get to high pressure however let's also remember that there's liquid inside them so we're assuming it's the same amount of liquid right there's the problem. so there's the problem if we have a six quart cooker and an eight quart cooker and we put one quart of water in each. Right. The six quart cooker will get to high pressure faster than the eight. Right. Yeah. Here's the thing. Just remember the way the IP cooks, the way any pressure cooker cooks, is all that empty space. When you put that lid on and you see all that, you know, there's a pot roast sitting there and some liquid and potatoes down the bottom. And then there's all that airspace, right? The way it's going to cook is that airspace is ultimately going to get filled with steam. And the more steam that gets pumped into that airspace, the higher the pressure gets just just think back to high school physics that the more gas going on in there is more pressure just think about eating i don't know pork fat and drinking two two diet cokes the more <laughs> gas in there the more pressure and that that pressure is going to cause the boiling point of water to raise all kinds of things are going to happen which is why pressure cookers cook more quickly but when you're looking down into an eight quart pot you're just seeing more space more empty space and right. if you're seeing less empty space because you have more food well that food's going to take longer to heat up that's so right. either it's, way Neen, you're going to have to wait a little longer for your eight quart to come to pressure than your six quart. and don't don't we think that, that isn't it true that in some cases your water level can be just too low for an eight quart, right? Aren't there problems with that? There you are. You can use a lower water setting or liquid. I shouldn't say water. Liquid setting on a six quart sometimes. Not a setting. You could use a lower liquid volume. I mean, an volume. amount. Yeah. yeah you could. So yes. Not if, setting. If you have too little water in the eight quart and it starts to boil away, you might not have enough liquid to cause enough pressure. Right. And then if you do, it can cause the burn thing. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, this thing about liquid in the pot this is just not no one asked this question but let's just throw this out there it's a little dicey because it was a little difficult of a question because although of course you need x amount of liquid to make the steam to make the pressure to make Mm -hmm. the pot work other things give off pressure besides Give give off liquid sorry give off liquid besides just broth or wine or beer or water i mean meat Cabbage, yeah. veg- vegetables, and meat will all give off liquid. And and leafier vegetables will give off much more liquid than root vegetables. But mm-hmm. they'll all start to leach liquid. Yeah. And all that is adding to the overall liquid volume. That's why when you're done, right, and you open the pot, it looks like often there's more liquid in there than when you started. That's right. That's because it's forcing that liquid out of some of the things under pressure. It's all coming out, and it's all creating steam together. Right. I want to answer one more thing. Okay. And that was... Um, Ms. Utzinger writes. Wow, Ms. Utzinger. <laughs> Ms. Utzinger says like Ms. Utzinger. she's looking for the best recipe for, to quote her, an unsoggy meatloaf. Oh, she claims that every hi. time she makes one, it ends up soggy. But as she says, my family likes a crusty meatloaf. Honey, you and me both. I do not care for meat pudding. But remember we talked about the turkey and how not everything can be yeah. cooked in a pressure yeah. cooker? Yeah. Okay, you cannot get a crusty meatloaf right 
out of the Instant Pot. It can't happen. No, it won't. It, unfortunately, it won't happen because just think about how it works. It works by steam. Mm-hmm. And steam is steam, and steam is going to steam your meatloaf. It's like just imagine, except this is a low-pressure environment, imagine putting a meatloaf in a bamboo Chinese steamer and putting it over a pot of water and cooking it. Yeah. There's just no way that meatloaf is ever going to get crunchy you need on dry, the dry, hot heat. So right. if you really want to make a meatloaf in your Instant Pot, which will take, you know, like 10 minutes as opposed to an hour, you could yeah. do that. But then you must transfer it to a baking sheet and either put it under the broiler for a minute or two right. or even in a 500-degree oven for 10 minutes. But right. that's the, the oven is going to be the only way you're going to get that I, crunchy. I, t- I will tell you that I watched someone in a video on one of the IP groups, maybe it was the main one, who took a blowtorch to their meatloaf oh, cool. to crunch it up. And it was like a garage, like a metal shop blow. I mean, you know, a, 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 serious, a propane torch. Yeah, it was like a welding torch. torch. Nice. And that might be fine. <laughs> and that's kind of cute that they were in the glasses and doing all that. But the most of us in the kitchen have, if we have a blowtorch, we have those little candy-making blowtorches. And you're not going to get enough yeah. fire out of that thing to do anything for that meat love. And it, Bruce is right. You, you're going to have to probably put it under the broiler. I also like – I have to tell you that because I don't like meat pudding either. If you – while it's cooking in the IP, if you put a flat – a lipped flat sheet pan in the oven – let it get hot in the oven, then take the meatloaf out of the IP, slice it, and put the slices on that hot pan and stick Ooh, it back in like the oven. like oven frying them. Yeah, you're basically going to, like, oven fry one side of them. And, it's you know, it's not going to take more than two or three minutes. So yum. And it's going to get a crunch on them. So Ooh, make that for dinner. <laughs> If I want you, that. If you want to do that. But I realize that's not in the spirit. That's no. not what people want from, no. from the IP. They want to be able to open it and eat dinner. So, so basically, you have to have the proper expectations. Yeah, you, you have to understand what the IP can do for you and and have the right expectations and then you'll be very happy with it. <laughs> I'm only laughing because uh, <laughs> we 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 have friends whose whose grandchildren are drinking a bit and I just heard him say the other night about his grandchildren I just hope that they have proper expectations about drinking. So, <laughs> I guess it goes for alcohol and the IP. You just oh, have and to, dating. Oh, totally dating. Oh, my God. You have to have no expectations, and then you can never be disappointed. (laughs) I can't. um, Well, anyway, uh, dating is a horrifying thing, and it's much like an IP, right? Lots of pressure. Lots of pressure and often not enough liquid. So... uh, (laughs) And very often, all you want is a quick release. God. Um, okay. So on that note, we're going to bow out here on the Instapod. But uh, we, we we may come back and do this again. It was fun. What? It's nice to see people's questions. Um, I hope that we were informative. And I hope that if we used your name, we didn't offend you. We tried to stay steer way clear of last names yeah. and identifying markers in posts and just quote the questions themselves. And so listen again next week. We'll probably be back with a recipe or we'll talk about an appliance or we'll just have a whole lot of fun with cooking. And subscribe to Cooking with Bruce and Mark so you don't miss a single episode.